Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The great Bobby Bell. You ruined the morning show. Don't make me take off my belt. Don't make me no, take no, off my belt. We're not. Matt Patricia's favorite word. You're never going to guess what it is. I'll let you sit on it. We'll, we'll come pencil. back to it. Well, it's not pencil. By the way, he was getting killed a couple weeks back when he had the pencil in the air. And I don't know if this has been pointed out several times before, but at least it was in this one instance where he's got the pencil in the air and he's holding a laminated play sheet. And they're like, what are you writing on? You're not even going to need that pencil because it's laminated. You can't draw on it. Man, you so. don't hear one likable story about this dude. He no. is hated. Hated. Hated, like, universally across the league. And you know what? It's Bill O'Brien, you know, people think he's a jackass. Uh, Charlie Weiss, people have some stories. It's weird. I'm it's... trying to think. Josh McDaniels, nobody wow. likes. There, there's, a, there's a connection there. Matt Patricia. Um, I you... think Romeo maybe wow. the most liked. I was about to say, was Romeo there when you were in Kansas City? I know it was Haley, but was Romeo on staff or anything? I can't remember. I don't think so. Okay. But either way, it is it, it is a been, common it is a common thing. I mean, even Jalen Milrow during leading up to the CFP was taking shots at Bill O'Brien. And he's like, he told me I was trash last year. He's like, well look where I am now. Like, I mean there the the Belichick culture, the guys under him who try to repeat it, they they run into some problems. And there's another story of that that we'll get to here in just a second. First off Perfect segue for Bill Belichick. Thank you. He is not going to get a head coaching job. It does not appear. Uh, Washington is still open. Seattle is still open. That's something that we would hope to hear about this week, I would assume, that those would be done because typically the NFL does not make hires during Super Bowl week. It's considered a distraction. Uh, the Adam Schefter had a, a word yesterday because everybody's been expecting Ben Johnson was going to get the Washington job, and that was a slam dunk. And Schefter kind of just poured a little cold water on it. He's like, well, I don't know that that's just a total guarantee. Like, let's let's be a little patient. And Dan Quinn's supposed to be in Washington today for his in-person interview. So are they wanting to see what Dan Quinn has to offer? Did they Are they circling back on Belichick? Like, who knows what's happening there? But the issue with Bill Belichick was covered by Charles Robinson at the end of last week, who's pretty well connected just throughout the league. He's got good sources to be able to talk to various teams and get mm. a you know, get a beat on why this is an issue. Yahoo! So he wrote uh, this article the other day and says, as Falcons pass on Bill Belichick, it's clear what is shutting him out of this NFL head coaching hiring cycle. He says, the Dallas Cowboys job never opened. The Chargers vacancy was never on the table. Falcons chose to go another way. And now with two coaching jobs remaining, it's looking more feasible than ever that the 2024 NFL hiring cycle could leave Bill Belichick behind. The reasons, time, and power. Belichick has a short supply of one and continues to seek an abundance 
of the other. That's the takeaway from Belichick's pair of meetings with the Falcons, which ultimately led team owner Arthur Blank to reconsider his quest to secure the heavy-hitting culture architect who boasts a titanic resume. Despite two meetings, the Falcons continued to scour and refine their list of candidates this week, igniting a belief in league and agent circles that the organization was seriously considering options beyond Belichick. Obviously, then they go to Raheem Morris. But the word from this is that Belichick is, for all of the discussion about, you know, when Michael Lombardi tells us, yeah, if you know what you're talking about, he'll he'll defer to you. He'll let you do this. That is not what he is putting off to teams right now. Is that, that he is the he, he is, is the top dog in charge. He is the guy, and that he wants to have these personnel decisions, and he wants to change organizational structure. And this is the concern I felt like with the potential Belichick hire here in Dallas was not just the the front office, but this also is an amazing power struggle. It is and amazing. At, and at what point do you blink, or, or do you just say, "I'm Bill F. and Belichick. I'm not going to blink for anything. If you're not going to meet my demands, I'm not going to." What if he gets frozen out? Like no one ever hires him again. He is frozen out because of the structure that he oh, wants. What he, what he wants. I mean, that's honestly. There that, are teams that want to be able to have a. Uh, he would completely blow up the entire structure. And I heard Michael Lombardi talking about this this week, where he was like, "This is an old George Young thing. It's cover your desk, cover, protect your desk at all costs." Like this is like Rich McKay in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, not allowing like, he's in Arthur Blank's ear. Yeah, no, uh, that a has, guy, a guy who's five games over five hundred in the last twenty years has got Arthur Blank's ear, and he's like, "I'm protecting my desk. You're not going to bring Bill Belichick in here, and I'm going to lose my job." Which that has changed apparently in the process of hiring Raheem Morris. Uh, Raheem Morris and uh, one of the other executives that they hired. The organizational tweak that they had apparently last week, according to reports, is that those people now report directly to Arthur Blank and skip over Rich McKay. So Rich McKay is starting to kind of get shuffled out a little bit. But Belichick basically wants to, and this is what I figured, the Patriot way, the Patriot... Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. culture it's it's just as cultish as the tb12 method and so i i think that it was going to be critical to belichick to not just have some personnel control but also to be able to say i need guys who fit my culture and what i do and and i i don't have time here to waste yeah trying to try something different we need to get this started now tear things down to and and rebuild it to my specifications and i think that that was something that there was going to be resistance here in Dallas too if the job well, came over. Okay, so you come here and you're Belichick. What are you tearing down? Like, g- give me some examples. What do, what, what do we have to tear down? You're not tearing anything down. You got 12 and 5, and you can alter. You can alter to put us over the top. We have to take four steps backwards. And he was- you figure out this year who are your Patriot guys. You figure out the Patriot way. You're not you're not just jettisoning everyone. We're not starting over. You tinker and you add to it. You be the finishing piece. Not going backwards. What does that mean? Well, I mean, in terms of organizational structure, like, like just from that front, like you're oh, talking about yeah. changing up the way that the scouting process is done, the selection of players, which he does not have a great history of. And then you got to be Arthur Blank or these owners and say to Belichick, like, imagine saying in that room, 
You suck as a draft evaluator because of your history of drafts. How do you say that to him, right? Yeah. You're sitting there that uncomfortable, uncomfortable yeah. conversation, and you got to say because the common sense tells you you got to tell him you have a draft problem. Your personnel was awful. Here are the numbers. We want you to work with someone. We want you to work with someone. Why do you think you struggled? Why? I've, I'm always fascinated to know what is asked between the two sides in these interviews. Why do you think your draft history recently is so terrible? And what would he say to that? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's tough. Like, I would assume that, like anything else, there, you know, it's just like anything. I, I think that probably Belichick, everybody in that moment is looking to cover their bases without sounding like they're making excuses. So he'd probably try to, you know, talk about like, well, this didn't work out here. We did this, but like, you know, this is why our evaluation, he would probably lean really heavily into their process that led to that and show this is why we had every indication. So this is an outlier that it didn't go correctly. He could also say like, he could refute the, they've not had a player sign a second contract for the last 10 years. Well, we had Joe, we, we drafted Joe Tooney. We didn't sign him. He was too expensive. We drafted Jamie Collins. We didn't re-sign him. He went somewhere else. We drafted Chandler Jones. We didn't re-sign him. He went somewhere else. Like, yeah. they had guys that they drafted that got second contracts, just second contracts elsewhere because they didn't want to or couldn't afford to or for whatever reason. Right? Yeah, and, and here's, like that's the out he could use for that. And, and when we talk about rebuilding to his specifications outside of just the scouting process, let's say on the football field, like, like this group of players that, okay, he's not talking about just adding to it. He's talking about changing it. So without knowing specifics of his thought process, this is just like an example of what I'm what if I heard if we heard these reports coming out, I don't think any of us would be surprised. Let's say he gets here to Dallas and he says, I need three, four personnel. So I need to I, I need to clear out these defensive ends. I, I, I don't think for whatever reason, I don't think Demarcus Lawrence can set the edge uh, with his hand on the ground as a three, four guy. I, I need to move on from Demarcus Lawrence. Run a three, four anymore. Who Belichick? I'm just Still, saying he's he's done it consistently yeah. throughout his career, and if he wants to use Micah Parsons like Lawrence Taylor, that yeah. would be what it would be. I would guess that he would probably use safeties different, which means you're gonna have to change your safeties than what Dan Quinn had done. Let's say he gets here, and I don't know that this would be his opinion, but he was a big Stephon Gilmore fan. He's always liked cerebral corners and and guys who are high IQ players. Trayvon Diggs is considered a bit of a gambler. Deron Bland is sometimes considered a bit of a gambler. What if he comes here and goes, I can't work with these guys. Like Diggs, like you got to go get me draft picks for Diggs because this isn't going to work. And I don't know that he would say that, but those are the types of things that I think if he got here, we'd start hearing certain moves that people would be like, why? Why are you going to move that player? Because you just, it doesn't fit your culture or your way. Did you see a story that maybe the giant possibility down the road may not happen? Yeah. And this is, uh, this is from uh, the, basically the Jordan Renan, Rannon. Yeah. Yeah. He is the giants kind of Todd Archer for ESPN. Let's not get carried away. Uh, <laughs> and he he wrote this. He said, I've heard this multiple times in the past five or six, seven years. Uh, and the dirty little secret about Bill and the Giants is that he has great affinity and memories, but he doesn't look at the Giants the same way he used to when he was here. And he, he goes on to say he's directly told that to people. Be careful about the organization and their setup. And the way it's run. Mm. And that's been relayed on multiple occasions. So, yeah, he loves the Giants. Uh, he has great memories for the past, but it doesn't mean that he is bat-s crazy in love with the organization right now. So, that may keep him from the Giants? 
Sure. Uh, I would also say that it's it's something that has been said about his culture too and the way that he's built things up. Not just because of the coaching staff like we talked about. There is a there is an annoyance across personnel circles in the league that like people buy into the Patriot way. They're just like, it's such a stupid method. It's not even a real method. It's borderline cultish and the results don't match up. The process is bad. The coach doesn't know what he's looking at anymore. And it just irritates personnel people across the league that like oh. there's this revered status for something that they think is the well, results say is not That's good. So well, well you, then you, you got to make an either or decision. And I'm, I'm still willing to take all that bad. Uh, and 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 the good is I'm going to get a guy who is never going to be outdone on game day and in game prep. All the little small – hopefully Bill Belichick, if this ever happened, would give enough credit to Will McClay and be like, you're the man. You do a great job. There's no reason to change stuff. This is what I like. I'd like you to go find that within the, my parameters. But then you trade for all these game day, game management situations that – Cost teams this past weekend, and we always talk about with Mike McCarthy and Jason Garrett, all that stuff is fixed for the most part, in my opinion. So you 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 decide what you want. Do you want this unpleasant jackass culture where people may be miserable and you mess up the way things are done in terms of scouting and drafting, and you get all the game day fixes and out coaching and out doing the other sideline every week? Or... You want a little bit lax in those details and have things the way you have them in the front office with the structure. That, that's your trade-off. You pick. Yeah, I, I don't know that he's a great game. Like, Oh, I, I view Belichick as like he's the lawyer who's going to find the like legal yeah, loophole. Yeah, he's going to find like, a loophole. What the hell? Absolutely. But, but, Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I then why care. is he the greatest coach of all time? Don't just say Tom Brady. Like, If I asked you who, who, who is the greatest coach of all time, you'd say Belichick. You'd get, I mean, what's the reason for it then? I mean, I look. I, I think Tom Brady's a major reason for it. Okay. I mean, I, I do believe that. Um, I mean, look. He. he I'm but if saying, I give that, what makes him a great coach? I think in an era, it's not that drafting. Is no longer today. Yeah. His defenses were incredible at taking advantage of the rules. The rules are such now that defenses can't take advantage of the rules anymore, and I do think that he has slipped a little bit, and the game has passed that by. Okay. Not, not necessarily passed him by, but passed that by. Like, his greatest trait, defense, was in an era of a much more balanced offense. And now the defenses are much more unstable than they ever have been, and I think he is a victim of that. I want to take some phone calls, and we have a former Dallas Maverick arrested. What is your problem, if you have one, with the NBA? 877-881-1053. I know Mikey Basque is listening because he just texted me. So, Mikey, you'll enjoy this Tolo Caller segment on if you have a problem with the association next. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 